0: are you one of the only on your job do you wonder why the same type of people continue getting promotions have you dreamed of getting to the top but don't know how welcome to secrets a podcast devoted to showcasing dilemmas faced by underrepresented employees in their quest to climb the career ladder your hosts keith powell and ricky robinson have experienced the corporate grind for more than 20 years Now they want to share adventures, pitfalls, and see sweet secrets that they've learned along the way. So let's fill up those cups and get started.
1: Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Keith Powell. Ricky Robinson. Welcome to Secrets. Hey, Ricky, how's your week been? What's on your mind? Man, week's been going pretty
2: good. I can't complain. I Actually, if I would complain, I don't think anybody would really
1: be paying they attention. They probably wouldn't care. Huh? <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs>
2: but, you know, um, I've been thinking about, you know, our last episode when we were talking about, you know, being able to get paid and trying to understand, like, your total compensation.
1: Yeah, it was a great Man, episode. We had
2: such a great response, you know, from our listeners on that episode that we thought it might be time for us just to turn the page and actually start maybe thinking more about how to help our listeners start negotiating how to actually get the money. How do I get breaded out? Yeah. Get your cheese, you know, so we're actually talking, you know, more about, you know, like the closed mouths don't get fed type of situation go. here, hey, right?
1: Absolutely, that makes sense to me. Before we uh, dive in and go deep, why don't we do a bit of a refresh from our last episode on the meaning and some of those elements of total comp? You know, as we previously talked about, you know, there's a lot of elements to total comp. Not only is it the base salary, you got the signing bonus, you got the annual and long term cash bonuses, you got you know, equity, all your benefits, paid leave, flexible spending accounts, insurance, your 401k, relocation, all of these things, learning and development, management training programs. There's so many elements of total comp that you need to think about and what's important to you at your point in time when you're negotiating for your next job. So you can see why. You know, all
2: of these things that you talked about in terms of total comp, man, it can make your head
1: hurt. It can make right? your head hurt. So, so, right. so
2: basically what we're saying is total comp is about more than just the base
1: but salary. More than the base. That was the more of the last story, right? <laughs> it's,
2: it's about more than, more than, than the, just the, the base salary. So, you know, in today's episode, we're going to spend some time, you know, going through some good and bad experiences that we've both personally had with negotiating our own compensations. We'll talk about the systemic impacts to your total compensation, like the landscape of that. And if you're not prepared, you know, to negotiate what that can actually mean. I will also spend uh, some time maybe speaking through uh, more like potential personal negative outcomes from not negotiating properly. I mean, I think we definitely don't want anyone walking away, you know, uh, mad or getting, uh, getting a, a, an opportunity right. and not being able to put your best foot forward. So for we're going to sure. spend some time with that. And then again, we're going to close out, you know, with our secrets, you know, for you to uh, to be able to get breaded out and to get your cheese. I mean, that's exactly what we're going to do today.
1: That's right. And if you didn't have a chance to listen to our last episode, we'll, Spoiler we'll, alert, we'll kind of pick up, you know, where we left off, but... One of the things that we were trying to get across in the last episode, and we'll reinforce it here, that it's been proven time and time again that women and people of color often don't receive their fair market value when it comes to total compensation. And one of the things we want to explore is, you know, is that. Does that come from a lack of knowledge on how to negotiate or what to negotiate for? Is there something cultural about this issue? Is there something systemic that's going on when it comes to negotiating your total compensation?
2: Yeah. So, so, I mean, I think, you know, if I'm thinking about, you know me personally in negotiating total comp. I mean, I I look at total compensation, especially when I'm thinking about all of that shit that you just read. Yes, you know, like I'm like, man, I need to you, get you know complex. get some cliff notes. You know, on that, I need. It's like you can get an MBA on trying to negotiate. You know, total your salary. Comp. So, so for me, I look at total comp as almost like a bit of a Rubik's cube, and I could be kind of dating myself because maybe some of the kids don't necessarily know what this Rubik's cube. I think cube they're still is. around.
1: I think I saw one <laughs> in the store <laughs> the other.
2: <laughs> okay but i could tell you like i probably didn't really get a good understanding a level of true meaning to what total comp was i mean maybe about 25 you know years ago i started kind of hearing about it but the concept really didn't, didn't um, sink in it didn't sink in into maybe about 10 okay. okay about 10 years ago is go. when i started you know Getting a calculator, start talking about it, and start realizing. Start internalizing. Like, this. man, I might be leaving some money on the table. Am I being too nice? Like, I'm listening to some of my peers and whatnot talking about maybe some of the things that they're getting. Yes, you know, and some of the things that you know I didn't even think to ask for. I was just kind of happy to be able to kind of you know get Pay your the, bills and have a little and, vacation. And, and most of this knowledge that I was getting was not learned in school. Okay, like, no one talked to me about the art, like, what you ask for, right? right? No one told me to think about maybe other elements, you know, some of those things that you talked about. Like, like to me, PTO really wasn't that important. Paid time off. Right. Because, you know, I can just tell you like my mom and dad told me. They gave me three pieces of advice when it came to, like, interviewing for a job, right? It was... Make sure you tell them that you will come early, you come early. <laughs> that you stay late, stay late, and you catch on fast. And you catch on <laughs> fast. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> We never talked about, we never talked about, never talked th- about. the salary cuz
1: <laughs> That's right. And the only thing that around salary was just Take what they give you, be happy, put your head down. Keith, boy, that's a good job. Right, that's a good job. <laughs> don't don't be causing no trouble now. Yeah. That's yeah. right. And, so and you can stay there is, twenty, twenty five years. And, and
2: and you know, although we're joking about it, the reality is, is that we probably have made, you know, more on one job than our mom and dads probably made combined. Combined. You know, or that absolutely. they made over a long stretch a long, of time. Absolutely. You know, so the advice that they were giving us was meaningful to them and and it helped in terms of grounding us. But that shit didn't help me when it came to negotiating. No, not at all. Total and comp. in
1: fact, it could hold you back because it was beating to your head so much around just be happy in terms of what you're getting and what you're offered that, you know, you're not setting yourself up long term for success.
2: Right. So, so Keith, I know that you... Personally, have had some outstanding opportunities and some, you know, one in particular. I know, you know, we won't talk about the name of the company, sure. but the name of the position was a, you know, a chief of staff. Chief of staff. Yeah, so you was like the one that was in the know. You knew something about the BD I was in and the strategy room, what had stuff. Happened. You knew something about all of the financial stuff. You knew something about the cast, the characters. So
1: maybe talk to me a little bit about maybe what you learned, you know, in that role. Yeah, and it was really interesting when it came to. Compensation, as we were just talking about, this is stuff that you don't learn in school and people don't even tell you about. But I'll tell you, when I was in that chief of staff role, I had access to everything Uh-oh. <laughs> in the company, right? And so, and one of those things that I that had. Was,
2: now, that sounds dangerous because, first off, we're talking about. Black men with all the accents. That's right. That sounded a little dangerous, right?
1: I'll let you keep going, but that did sound a little dangerous, though. But one thing that I figured out and I saw right off the bat, when it came to compensation and just in terms of as different people were moving through the organization and got different roles or they were coming into the company, when they were talking about compensation, I will tell you that a majority male has no problem— Asking for anything. <laughs> they will ask for any and everything that you can think of. Their wife needs a haircut every other week. We need dry cleaning paid for. I need a car to come pick me up in the morning. There is so much of these things. They will ask for every single thing. And here's here's the nugget. Most of the time, they get it. (laughs) (laughs) Closed mouths don't get fed. Here we go. Closed mouths don't get fed. And so that was really, really eye-opening for me. You talked about it took you, you know, maybe 10 years ago, you kind of realized all this stuff. When I was in that role, I was like, holy shit.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, and, and, and the funny thing is we were talking, so Keith and I, we met at a job and we were talking about this and it was like, Hey, this might've been either my first or maybe second VP, you know, level role. So first off it was like not a very good job or a very good, Company, so right. to speak. Right. I mean, we learned a lot on there, but I, I attribute that job for me. It was like, remember how fucked up the economy was when Barack Obama became the president? Yes.
1: We in a free fall,
2: man. It was like it couldn't have been no worse. And it was like, we'll give it to him. You yes. can have it. Right. Mm-hmm. That's what it was like when I got my first VP job. OK, <laughs> it was like, here is some shit. Turn it into sugar, please. Sugar. Right, so I get this job and I'm just so happy I got the VP job. I finally am making, you know, I guess 200 plus or whatever. And we were way off way on off. on the base to mm-hmm. begin with. So I negotiated the base and I was so happy about that. Sure. Right, I mean, I asked and I ended up getting maybe about be 15 to 20,000 dollars more, more. Just from from that negotiation. Right. So, doing it, it, so it kind of pissed me off because I'm thinking like they gave me some a shitty offer to begin with and they were waiting on me to say something, okay? But it was like tooth and nail trying to get little things. So, But it wasn't until me and you started talking where I realized, hell, I didn't get the damn
1: car allowance. You didn't get the car allowance. <laughs> you know, I, I didn't said, Ricky,
2: get you said got other. I'm
1: like, man. I'm like, Ricky, this- I got a car allowance. Did you get the car I'm allowance? And like, so you're like, what car allowance? So, What's that? So by the top,
2: and because I didn't negotiate that on the front end when I first came in, I went it. back and asked about that, no dice. Ain't getting that. In fact, after I asked about it, they changed the policy and didn't nobody knew Get get it, it, get that's it. Right. If you were a grandfather, then you got it, but no one knew got it. But know, it again, had I known, you know, now, then I would have been like Keith, you being in the chief of staff, right. I would have been, <laughs> been Pelly Grosso. Okay. Right. I would have been right. dangerous,
1: right? That's exactly right. And, you know, the impact. In the earlier episode, we talked about some of the the impact of all of this when you're talking about compensation, the pay gap between men and women, how the pay gap crosses you know, racial lines and generational uh, lines. And those things continue to get bigger and bigger over time. And when you're trying to correct this stuff, and as you know this as an HR yeah. person, just like you just said, after the fact, it probably ain't going to happen. It takes an act of Congress <laughs> yeah. to get any kind of change in your compensation, you know, if and, you don't but, take but, care but, of it.
2: You know, and again, I, I, I'm not making light of this, but it's like, have you ever loaned, like, your family, like, some money? Like, they, so they come to you and they want, like, maybe $100 Ricket, or $200. Ricket,
1: is it really a loan?
2: Well, well Here it is. By the time you get paid five or ten dollars a week back, it's like you didn't even get it. So you worked so hard to try to to make your money and you gave it away fast. If you're trying to go back in later after you've come into an organization, change a nuance about your total compensation by the time you get it. It's going to feel like you didn't get it That's because right. you had to work your ass off for tooth and nail, whether it be extra time off or whether it be extra bonus or to change the leveling, you know, of your job or any That's of those right. things. Like by that time, it's created something else, you know, in you, which we'll kind of speak about. But if when you think about this, though, Keith, like what? What would you say all of this stuff we're talking about, if you had to sum it up, what would you call like the moral to the story yeah. you know, on
1: this? Well, I think I mean, the big thing you have to play three dimensional chess and not checkers when it comes to total conversation. And one piece of advice that I always give people is when you're coming in the door, that is your best opportunity to get the most slices of the bread. <laughs> right. So get your money coming in, because, again, it ain't going to come after you get in the door. Yeah, yeah, that's, I can name a hundred times when that's probably true, when
2: that's you know, nice. but if you don't do this stuff, there's so many, you know, potential so, negative outcomes, oh, right? Totally. When, when you When you don't ask for the cheese, when you come in the door, it can cause things like it can create resentment or like a lack of trust with the company and the fellow colleagues. Because I can tell you, when I found out I didn't get that car allowance, I was mad. You were mad. I was like, man. And I was mad for you, yeah.
1: too.
2: <laughs> <laughs> right. But it's like, again, I'm walking around here and I'm feeling some kind of way about my boss, right? Because in my mind, he knew. And again, I can tell you, you know, hey, some companies, the right thing to do is this. You have like a certain level. If you hire people at minimum, they get these things. All companies aren't that way. That's right. Okay. All companies aren't that way. But again, it can create like a lack of trust, you know, with your company and your fellow
1: colleagues. Absolutely. And we've all been in that situation where either, You know, by accident or not by accident, you found out how much your colleague is getting 10, 15, 20 percent more than you. You working harder than they are Mm -hmm. or whatever. And you pissed off. You walk around mad now. And now
2: we're talking about how long it took you, you know, to like maybe even... How much research? How much off the books research you did to find out where you were within the equity and all of this other stuff? So we're talking about low productivity. You know, we're talking about this low productivity could, you know, actually end up leading to your career being stifled or maybe even you being fired, fired. right? Because you're spending so much time trying to
1: figure out what everybody else is doing, you can't take care of your own job. You can't take care of yourself. You know, that's right. And another part of this too. I mean, you know, that's kind of internal stuff, but even externally even changing companies too many times, just chasing, chasing pay increases, yep. that can also hurt your career. Right. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we've seen, we've seen this a lot where, you know, it's just people chasing the dollars. Right. And it depends on at what level you are, because
2: when you leave an organization, depending on if you have, you know, uh stock grants that have invested yet, you're leaving that money on the table and you're starting over somewhere else. Right. Yep. Yep. And, and, Let's not even talk about the personal piece of this. Right. Sure. Like if you're coming home and you're talking to your significant other, you're talking to your friends and they're like, why are you always so angry? Why do you keep talking about this? If you're so upset, you should just leave right. you, or they'll say you should be grateful. You know, you have a job. Right. And they well, may that's not what understand. Yeah, exactly. That's but right. but again, we're talking about, you know, some of the potential negative impacts or outcomes That's you know right. that can happen absolutely
1: you know, and, and if you don't do your homework you know another potential negative outcome is that you may ask for too much and then talk yourself out of a job opportunity then so, they're looking at you sideways from the get-go exactly mm-hmm. they're like okay now this person think they all that yeah
2: yeah <laughs> and, and and when you think about when you think about your story you know i always talk to people about because you had mentioned you know when you're changing you know jobs and whatnot i always ask people walk me through your your career and tell me, you know, maybe what influenced your decision to leave from one organization to the next? Yeah. You know, right? And you start to kind of hear a bit of a theme, right? But if you're leaving for money, what are you telling people? Like if it's like, well, I was here for a year and a half. I was here for maybe two years. So if you yep. keep talking about how often you leave, then people may end up starting to think that there's another story there. There's something else. That's <laughs> right. It, so you have to explain stuff that you didn't really think you were going exactly, to have to Exactly,
1: because I'm going to start to think if I look at it, I was like, there's something here. There's a little stank here somewhere. There's there's something going on, and I want to f- try and figure that out as well. So.
2: So, so, but Keith, I mean, we're over here venting. We're just talking about how this impacted us, you know, and sometimes people are like, oh, they sensationalizing it a little bit. Well, again, this is that part of the show when we talk about, if you don't believe me, right. listen, to, receipts. These receipts, listen, okay? to, listen to these receipts, okay? Listen to these receipts. This is right. This is the cash right here.
1: That's the cash right there. And I just wanted to point out, you know, as we said in the episode about understanding total comp, you know, we got the things around the salary gap. If you remember, we talked about the cost to hire an employee. We talked about, you know, the statistic around annual wage increases. But there's some some more stuff that we wanted to drop on you today around these receipts. And there was an article by an executive coach and CEO. Her name is Elizabeth uh, McConlin. And she listed five reasons why you should negotiate your salary every single time here they are one your current salary will follow you to your next job so if you're not negotiating this job It's going to continue to just multiply as you go from job to job. So right? if you come in low, then you're perpetually going to be you low. You're going to stay low. Mm-hmm. Negotiating your salary gets you a lot more income both now and over the long haul, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you talk about that a lot. And we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit more later too. But get that bread coming in the door because the more you get now, it's going to continue to – there's a force multiplier mm-hmm. on that when you're doing that. Negotiating your Salary helps close the pay gap. Again, we've beat the drum on the, over this pay gap between blacks and whites, women and men, et so we're not So
2: we're not just making this up. So we're not just making this okay. up.
1: And so it also, importantly, when you're negotiating your salary, it at least shows your employer that you have some sense of what your value is and what you think your value is, if nothing else. So it just, it shows a confidence mm-hmm. in yourself. Right And, and you know, you have something to bring to the table. And again, the whole theme of this episode was hunger mouths, <laughs> don't yeah. get fed, right? <laughs> exactly. So if you don't ask, you ain't going to get it. Right, right. <laughs> so exactly. those are very, you know, five great things from her that says why you should negotiate your salary every single time. So, so Keith, so um, all of those pieces there are
2: absolutely true and resonate with me, mm-hmm. right? You know, because sure. I can tell you. On quite a few occasions where I did not pay attention, where I may have paid attention to one to or maybe talked myself out of doing, you know, some of those things. Well, here, let me talk to you just really quickly about um, a recent poll by a global staffing firm, which most of you may have heard of, Robert Half, of more than 2,700 professional workers. So this was the poll that they ran. 39% of those 2,700 professional workers tried to negotiate a higher salary during their last job But only 37%.
1: (laughs) <laughs> so that's 61% of the people that didn't negotiate at all. Right. Again, they listened to your mama and just took what they
2: had, Right. right? So either, either they got a really, really good offer mm-hmm. and it was no need to negotiate, but we know, we, well, know, we know. All right. Okay. The chances are all of those weren't good offers. Right. But out of that 39% of the people who negotiated higher salaries, let's break that down. 46% of Men negotiate a higher salary during their last job offer compared to 34 percent women. Hmm. Okay, all right. I mean, so more men are doing this than women, ba- yep. based off of just that small sample. Right. That small. Sample. How many people are in the in the United States?
1: About 300 million.
2: So out of 300 million, we just talked to 2,700, like based yep. off of this poll. Okay, yeah. so we this can we can like multiply that. that you know by by a lot. Out of that, 46 uh, percent men and 34 percent women. Workers ages 18 to 34 were 45% more likely to negotiate their salary. Workers ages 35 to 54 were 40% more likely to negotiate. Workers ages fifty five or older, we know the math there. When you look at it, but we're thirty percent, you know, um, likely
1: to negotiate. So as as you get older, you're just less likely to negotiate the salary. Right. So what do you what do you think drives that? We don't have an empirical evidence, but what do you think drives that?
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, I think a lot of that is is again, we're getting more educated. You know, we're also thinking about cost of living. We're thinking about so many things that happen there, but there's more. Information available to you now, too. You can get on all of these different resources, which we'll kind of talk about and kind of educate yourself. You're talking to people who are competing. So, again, and it looks like, you know, some of the younger individuals are probably more apt to try they're to do bold. that. They just bold, yeah. They're, they're bolder. What do you got to lose?
1: What do you got to lose? Again, less uh-huh. fear. I mean, right. and that's the number one reason why people don't negotiate salary. Right? They're scared. Mm-hmm. There's a fear factor there, and what we want to drive home is that there's no reason to be scared. Though all you're going to hear is yes or no. Right.
2: So, so <laughs> well, Keith, let me let me give you one more one more piece here. So, in a book that I uh, was perusing not long ago by uh, Linda Babcock. And it was titled women don't ask. Okay. Mm -hmm. In that book, she revealed that only 7% of women attempted to negotiate their first salary. 7%. Seven. That ain't, that ain't a lot. So 93% just said, I'm going to take what I get. Just take what you get. Okay. While 50% of men
1: negotiated, negotiated. So the, you're creating a pay gap right off right the jump, right, <laughs> right? Right out of the right, starting blocks. Right. <laughs> of those people who negotiated,
2: they were able to increase their salary by over 7%. By over 7%. So, Keith, we're not just talking about nonsense. It's not nonsense. <laughs> yeah.
1: We're not just talking about nonsense. But, well, Ricky, just think about that. Now I'm going to put my finance hat on. Okay. Right? Okay. So that's 7%. It doesn't sound like a lot, right? But I, let's just do this. Here's some math. Let's just say you you walked in with a hundred thousand dollar salary, right? That mm-hmm. was your offer. Yep. So now you negotiate and make that 107000 dollars out of the gate. Yep. Right? So let's just pretend that Bob and Susie, Susie negotiated 107, Bob stayed at $100,000. For their career, you know, their 20, 30 year career. Everything else was completely the same. They got the same promotions. They got the same rate of pay. No, no external. No external revenue. Re- no A- external
2: revenue streams. A- A-
1: everything's exactly the same. Yep. It will take Bob. Bob will have to work eight years longer to have the same net worth that Susie has at retirement, just based on that one decision. <laughs> if, 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 that one seven percent. Yeah. Reason, he's gonna have to work eight years longer. Yep, to be at the same spot.
2: Yeah. So, and and, and, and if you're talking one person's making a hundred thousand, the other person's making a hundred and seven, and you're saying, hey, they both get, I don't know, let's say like a twenty five percent bonus. Yeah. The person who's making a hundred and seven thousand is getting more on the bonus
1: every time. Every single you're getting, time, you're getting more in your four hundred one k. Yep. You're getting more. You get. And,
2: and then and then they're gonna get like, let's say if they both get three percent increases.
1: Yep, one oh seven is getting the three percent That's than all I it care. is. So again, <laughs> it's a force multiplier, and this is why you have to negotiate. Yeah. So, uh, look, man, we've
2: we've talked about a whole bunch of stuff, right? And I know some people over here thinking, you know, okay, maybe I will do something different here or or, or not. And again, at the end of the day, do with it what you may. Right. But I'm telling you, you I'm know, you. It, this is what I do for a living, and you must, if nothing else. You have to do something about it. Right. So let's maybe transition real quick into your, real quick here and just kind of summarize some of our our secrets that we like to leave our um, our listeners with.
1: Yeah. Tonight. So before we dive in, I mean, our, our top level secrets is really don't freestyle w- when you're going into negotiation. Don't don't make this shit up as you That's go. That's right. Don't do you, don't do don't your homework. don't
2: don't wait and see what they don't, say don't and, and then, then they try they to say.
1: go. Don't, don't wait and see what you got to <laughs> okay. go 2 I'm going to give you a secret about how finance people look at total compensation. That'll just give you a little bit of insight. We're also gonna talk about knowing the law and understanding some of the resources that are available out there. And then we'll wrap up with just some key phrases and words to use when you're negotiating your total compensation that'll just help you get it across the finish line. Okay.
2: So so Keith, like like talk to me real quick then as you're saying, hey, don't freestyle, you know, this negotiation process, right? We're so so basically we're saying, you know, practice and, and do your homework and become organic with your responses, right? Like yeah, someone's saying don't freestyle it. So what does that kind of mean in terms of like your preparation? What do
1: you what would you do? Yeah. I mean thinking about just working with your recruiter at the very beginning of the process, you got to prepare even for that. Prepare. They're going to ask you, why are you interested in this role? What are you currently doing? Why are you looking to leave? What are your salary expectations? Those are just standard questions right off the bat. You need to be prepared to answer those questions. Otherwise you shouldn't even be looking for a job, you know, to begin with. Right. right? So, right so, so, so,
2: so <laughs> one of the, so one of the things that, so as you're saying that in, in, you know, again, we're saying understand what your salary expectations are. So, you know, not to jump around. You yeah. know, the law has changed, you mm-hmm. know, so no one should be asking you what you make today.
1: Right. OK, they That's should right. be
2: asking you what's your salary today, That's you right. know, they
1: can't they, ask that. because okay.
2: we're talking about another another role. But specifically, as we're talking about what are your salary expectations, you need to do some of that research like we talked about and and be prepared to be able to answer that. The wrong answer is. I want whatever is fair. Whatever right? is fair. That's or if you just say, hey, six figures. Six figures, right. I, I mean, I don't know what that means. What that means, that's <laughs> you right. Don't, is like, that 100 or is that yeah. 700? Or, again, are you just talking about the base or is the base the most important thing to you? You know, again, it could be, we're talking total compensation, a combination of all of those things that, that you mentioned, you know, earlier today, right? So, again, Keith, you were talking a little bit, you know, about like, understanding like base salaries and how demographic regions and overall costs of living impact. So again, the same hundred or 150 or $200,000 that you get offered in, I don't know, Atlanta, Georgia or Texas might not be the same 100, 200, you know, no, that you get in New York For sure. or, in California or California or something like isn't. that. Right.
1: That's right. But also understanding that say you live in California and making a hundred, it applies in reverse also. So, if you're getting a seventy-five thousand dollar offer in Georgia, it may be the equivalent of getting a hundred and fifteen in California. So, but just understanding that when you're going in will help you make a, a good decision around what you should be doing too.
2: Yeah, and, and and you know, when you're thinking about like that equity, you know, there you're coming in maybe you know, in a maybe an entry level or mid level, you know, type of position, they're not going to come in and make you the highest paid person in there because some people have been there for years. That's right. Okay. And they might be at the top of a pay band, you know, and the pay bands are based off of like your level. If you come in as a director, a senior director, even a senior manager, even a VP, those bands, your, you know, starting point, your midpoint and your maximum may be a little bit different, a little different. but they're going to bring you in at a rate where you can continue to grow in your role so it's usually unlikely that they bring you in at the top that's right you know of it's that band so so again as you're negotiating in your Thinking you're going to break the bank, you could potentially end up talking yourself out of
1: the job if you haven't done your research. For sure. For sure. And really understanding the company itself and kind of where it is, is also hugely important. If you think about just a traditional company that's been up and running for a little while, you really need to understand if they're in a growth mode or if they're rebuilding. Because mm-hmm. a company that's in a growth mode, they'll be more likely to be more flexible uh, when it comes to salary. They'll be more likely to be able to offer you a higher level of salary yep. versus one that's a restructuring, or maybe just got out of bankruptcy, or right. whatever the case may be. They're going to have a lot less flexibility to be able to offer you things around total compensation. And so knowing that going in, you'll understand where you're at. And it also applies to those companies that are kind of early stage and startup, right? A lot of startups and early stage companies, they're going to give you kind of low, low end yeah. salary and they're going to try and make up for it in equity and stock and those types of things for your total compensation. You have to decide if you're good with that or not and how how much you believe in the company and its future progress um, to see if that makes sense for you. Right.
2: And you have to try to figure out how important is the title you yes. know, to you because some of those startup companies may be a little flat you know, and right. a director at this company might be equivalent to a VP or something somewhere else, right? Or again, as you were talking, the salary, you know, maybe the base salary may be a little bit lower, but the long-term incentives may be a little bit better if they're pre-IPO or what have you. You may stand to, you know, make quite a bit. Now you're going to have to do a lot of work. You're going to have to get that. You're going to wear a lot of hats a lot of times. You have to figure out whether or not this is comfortable to you. So you can't, you know, fall in love with, the pay initially or be upset about the pay or even fall in love with the title like you have to do your research, do your
1: research. And be able to understand that. That's right. And, and all of this, you know, again, that's kind of our first secret around just do your homework. And there's lots of elements that we just pointed out to just kind of doing your homework, being thorough so that you go in eyes wide open around on what you're supposed to do. The second secret that we want to share is really one that I wanted to share just from a finance and budgeting standpoint, because a lot of people don't realize this. Obviously, when when we're making budget, the company is making budgets and doing things like that. We have to make a projection on what we think salaries are going to be, especially if it's going to be an open position Mm -hmm. that's going to be in the organization. And I will tell you from a finance perspective. You've done your homework, and you know kind of what a salary range is or a salary band is, you know, for that company. Say it's it's two hundred to two fifty for this this level of job, right? As a finance person, I'm budgeting that kind of at the midpoint to the seventy five percent midpoint, seventy five percent of that band, right? Right. So that's where I budget, (laughs) right? So understand so. You're probably not going to get the high end because of that, because now the PL manager is going to be out of budget, mm-hmm, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. But you shouldn't cheat yourself either, because I'm giving you a secret right now that we're some, at least at, 50, at half. The, we're at the midpoint of the band. There's some flexibility. So that's there's what some we're saying. There is right. some flexibility, right? And you'll probably acknowledge as an HR person you're you're going to bring people at the low end of that band as the first offer.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm I'm not going to give you my absolute. Best and final. No, you know, for right. I'm, gonna, you know I'm gonna because you know you got gonna,
1: flexibility at least to get to fifty or seventy five right. percent because that's what the finance person is putting the budget.
2: Yep. So I so I am absolutely gonna bring someone and make it equitable. I'm not going to you know lowball someone you know per se, but I am looking at compression issues. I'm looking at people who've been here longer. I'm looking at you know your level of performance in a role for a specific amount of time before you hit your cylinder, before you move in, you know, to the next, but Keith, I think those are, you know, some great pieces, but I think the final secret that I want to make sure that I uh, share with people is as we're talking about, you know, know the law and your resources when it comes to answering questions about your compensation, right? Mm -hmm. Right. First off, they're going to ask you this question doing either an interview with an executive recruiter or doing one of your, your points. So don't, hope that they don't that's right <laughs> okay they're, they're gonna going to ask you right but you got to uh, know the law they, they again The law has changed and people used to ask you, what do you make in your current role? So if someone does ask you, what do you make in your current role? Rather than try to correct them, hey, you're breaking the law. You can't ask me that. Just say, hey, rather than us focus on what I currently make in my current role, let's talk about my salary expectations for this role. For this role. okay? Mm -hmm. And again, as we're talking about salary expectations, we're speaking, you know, more about, you know, the total compensation. So you can talk to them about Things that are important to you. Yes. You know, and you can say, hey, whether this is a dream job or not, hey, this is, is a job that if it's mission based or what have you, this is a job that's important to me, and I think I can come in here and I can be successful. Sure. But prior to us coming in, I want to make sure that we're both happy with that's the right. total we're compensation the package. Place. That's right. Total compensation to me means a mixture of base. You know, STI is the short term incentive or your bonus, right. you know, your LTI, your long term incentive means, you know, stock options and whatnot. You know, maybe it's time off. I just want to make sure that we're comfortable with the entire total compensation. No, I package. agree with you. I
1: mean, you know that old phrase, happy wife, make happy life. It's kind of like happy hire, make a happy employee, yeah. right? <laughs> exactly, <laughs> so, <laughs> exactly. So again, so we're saying, hey, know your, uh, your. Uh, they won't ask
2: you, they may ask you questions about, you know, your salary expectations, but be careful about talking about your current salary. I would say the other one is know some resources out there, right? I yeah. mean, go visit, and I'm just throwing out two very simple ones. No, go to payscale.com or salary.com, yep. you know, Great and just kind of look some Stuff up, you know. People, you know, have different roles in there based off of demographic regions, and they have total comp packages in there, right? I mean, the stuff is on the internet.
1: They've been great for me.
2: You know, I would also say talk to a headhunter or a friend if you have someone that's in HR or in finance. finance. I mean, you got you got two people right here who are bringing you this hot fire and giving it to you. You know, here it is. Um, So, but but use those resources. As a sense of compensation trends and understand regional differences, state taxes, you know, all of those types of
1: situations. So again, Keith, I think those are some great secrets. Those are some great secrets. And, you know, and just one more to add, you know, as I was just sitting here thinking about it is usually some key phrases that you can use when you're negotiating your salary. Right. And some that just just help kind of put it over the finish line for you, is once you get that offer, you know, you can just express, hey, I'm really excited about this opportunity to to work together, right? Ask a question like, is that number flexible at all? Mm -hmm. You know, do you have any room? Yes. You know, I would be more comfortable if, if I got this, right? And once you're happy, or you keep moving along, you know, if you could do that, I'm on board. I'm all in. Yes, yes. Right? So yeah. now you're, you're, you're signaling it. If you want me, this Yeah. This. And I would also say, you know, before we, you know, kind
2: of close out, is once you get an offer, like you're kind of negotiating, you don't have to like say yay yeah, yeah, your nay right then and there. Take, Be cool. Look at the uh, offer letter Be and it will cool. probably tell you you got 24, 48, 72 hours. Take your time. Just say, hey, this offer looks great. Let me just take some time to maybe talk it over with my significant other or if you have a financial advisor advisor or my lawyer. Exactly. Whatever. Let me take some time just to kind of digest it a little bit and let me get back to you. That's right.
1: And what that does, that buys you time then to do even more homework. Yes. You know, to figure out if this is actually a legitimate offer. And you can also decide if this is actually fitting all of your kind of personal work life balance and compensation, all your dreams that you're trying to achieve in that moment. And when you reply back, do it via email. Yeah. Don't ever counter offer verbally. Yes. Document it. Say this is exactly the things that I want. And then make them reply to you in email. So it's document it. There's no misunderstandings, et cetera. And it kind of takes a little bit of that personalization out of it where you're not going and getting into this back and forth negotiation right, right, kind right. of a thing. Right. Yeah.
2: And again, that email and in, in those those points, you should probably have maybe two or three. You yes. know, not five
1: to ten. Exactly. That's right. <laughs> and once you do it, you can't go back at that point. Don't, don't be mad after don't, that. Don't you, be you mad. You so did. you're going to get a yes or a no. And- You have to accept that on some level and be ready to move on. And don't be afraid to walk. Yep. And be smart about it. And be smart about it.
2: So, Keith, look, man, I am, um, again, I feel privileged to be in a situation where you and I can— you know, banter back and forth, but more importantly, can, you know, drop gems, you know, on people in terms of being able to help them negotiate their total compensation. Again, we could probably have a podcast itself just dedicated to compensation, right? You know, but again, I think, you know, with the last podcast or the last segment and this one, I think we've given our listeners quite a bit, you know, to kind of go off. That's right. right?
1: You remember that song, Ricky, Let Me Clear My Throat? Yeah. (laughs) You know why I need to clear my throat right now? Now,
2: why is that? Because
1: I'm a little part.
2: Oh no, <laughs> it's, it's time, time to, to refill up here. that cup. I got your Yeah, we appreciate you guys. Thanks for listening and keep tuning in.
0: Thank you all for listening today. Hopefully you gained a secret or two that can be applied as your journey continues. If you are motivated and excited after listening to Keith and Ricky, please subscribe to our podcast, share with friends and donate via Patreon. Check us out at www.secrets.com to get more information about our secret services. Until next time. Cheers.